Welcome back for another episode of the Post Money Plan Podcast. My name is Dallas Post, and I am your host. As you know, I believe empowerment comes through knowledge, so my purpose here is to inform, educate, and stimulate thought within personal finance, economics, and investing. You can find me at postmoneyplan.com or search the Post Money Plan in the iTunes podcast app or in Google Play. All right, so you know, I did the podcast right after Harvey just talking about the potential future economic impacts to the city and that kind of stuff. And then a couple of weeks ago, I did a podcast with David Weaver, a real estate agent in the Houston area to see his perspective on what's been happening in the Houston market and real estate pricing and that kind of stuff. So now I wanted to bring on my friend Diego Grisano, who does flooring in the Houston market and get his sense of the market because renovations and floor replacement and that kind of stuff is going to be happening later on in the process of recovery from all the homes that were damaged in Houston. So welcome to the show, Diego. Hey, good evening, Dallas. It's a pleasure to be here. So I've been doing flooring in Houston for a little bit over seven years. And now with Harvey, we are pretty excited for what is coming the opportunity that we're going to have now, like with all this demand in Houston, no city would be prepared to a storm that big and such damage. So now we're going to be working hard for many months ahead of us to rebuild the city. So what's the name of your business? Top Gun Flooring. And you do flooring throughout the Houston market? Yes, we work from... Huntersville to Galveston. So we pretty much work in an 80 miles radius. So definitely a lot of the areas that have been affected by Harvey. Yes, all through Houston. It's not a specific area. So you have huge neighborhoods being affected in the north, south, northwest. So it's pretty much entire neighborhoods that are going to have to be rebuilt in the Houston area. And it's crazy because now we're talking several months on and you would think like, oh, that's all forgotten and, and everyone's done with that. But the people whose homes were actually destroyed, it's a long process of rebuilding. So then that comes to your situation of being in the flooring business. The demand is just coming your way slowly but surely and really building up, right? Yes. And flooring is one of like the last little by little we can start seeing increasing the volume of jobs so the volume of jobs it's increasing like really drastic in the past months but it's still a lot to be done that is still entire neighborhoods that like haven't been touched so that is not even like drywall done in some like neighborhoods so this process will take several months until we're gonna be able to reach all these houses with flooring yeah, okay. So that, that's going to take a long time. Let's go back and start at the beginning. Tell me a little bit more about your business and how you got started and that whole process of how you got into flooring and how the business grew. Okay, so the way how I, I started my business was like a little different than many businessmen. The way how I started, I had opportunity to start working with a friend of mine when I moved to U.S., like a little bit like 10 years ago. Where did you come from? Brazil. So I moved from Brazil to US and this friend of mine, 
invited me to to help him during like summer and I never planned to do flooring I never done nothing similar back in Brazil but little by little I started like helping him so after six months he had to move back to Brazil and he offered me his company if I was interested in buying his truck with his tools and keep like the contract that he had with another company here in Texas. So I invite a friend of mine that was doing flooring for a little bit longer to be my partner. And since that, we start like little by little. We work together for like a few years. We bought an extra truck. And then after they opened an opportunity back in Houston, at that time, I was in Dallas. I end up moving to Houston area and then is when I start like my solo business. So when you came to the US from Brazil, did you other than your friend who brought you into the business, did you have any network or connections that were able to help you find your footing in America or was it completely all on your own? My brother was working at that time for a granite distributor. So he was also like helped me to find some people that could give me opportunity because he didn't think that working in granite like installation in that time would be the best way for me. So I ended up finding this this friend and was just opportunity that was granted to me and I took it. Was your brother also an entrepreneur or was he an employee in that situation? At that time, he was just working for this company. He was just helping, doing like $10, just a regular job in this granite distributor. But now, like over 10 years later, he has his own business as well. Most Americans are pretty afraid to start their own business. And the whole idea of entrepreneurship is very scary. I don't know if that's just because of our culture or there's like a known process of how to get a job and feel safe doing that. But what I've noticed is a lot of people who move to America from other places are much more willing to be entrepreneurs and take those risks and and go out and build something for themselves. I believe what happened with foreigners is because it's much easier for us to start our own business and like have a better opportunity to go up than being an employee. Like I don't think that you're gonna have the same opportunities in a company being a foreigner. So it's much easier to open a business here, in, especially in Texas. It's so easy to open your own business. You can go to a courthouse and with your driver's license and like less than 20 bucks, you can open a DBA. So it's pretty simple to start like a really a, a micro business in Texas. So this is why some people, they take the risk to do it. And there is a lot of jobs that are involved with labor. So in my opinion, many Americans, they don't want to do some of the jobs that we don't mind doing. And once the demand is not as big for this kind of jobs, they end up paying a little bit more than working in a store or in an office doing like a regular job. You have more opportunities working as a a labor worker. Yeah, okay. So you said 10 years ago, 
you started with a truck and a contract and very little, right? So then how did that grow over time and what did you have to do to build it? So in my case, I was providing installation for some companies at that time. So what I ended up doing is I built good relationships with like the, the managers from these companies. So little by little, they start giving me more jobs, bigger jobs. So little by little, I was able to hire more people to my crews so I could be able to buy more trucks. And now I end up, after a few years doing jobs, I start building my own clientele. So now I had opportunity to start working for other big companies that provide floor installation in Texas. And I do my own jobs through my, my own business. So little by little, we start growing. Every year we start doing more and more installations and more people were getting to know Top Gun Flooring. So how many employees do you have now? Now we have nine people working for us directly, but if we have a high demand, we hire more people for like a short period of right. time for that busy season. Right. Do you wear pretty much every hat or do you do mostly the managerial stuff and hire people for accounting and, and other miscellaneous things like that? I'm still a small business, so I pretty much now... From like the previous years, I stopped doing installation that I used to do, like helping my guys. I would used to be the main installer. Now, like I only do the sales and like I do the manage. So like I do all the QuickBooks, all the paperwork. I'm the one who does all this little thing. So I don't have, I still don't have it. a manager to be doing all this bureaucracy <laughs> or like all this little yeah. this, this stuffs. So I'm still doing all these stuffs on my own, plus being like the sales guy from my company. And would you say, does it feel like every day today is as much of a struggle as it was 10 years ago, or is it easier or harder? Now, I believe we are doing a way more jobs. So it's way more complicated for the outside people that see my job but for me once I've been doing this for so long now at least after 10 years it start getting normal I pretty much work over 12 hours a day my phone ring non-stop but it's something that I gotta use it so it's not really challenge for myself to have this busy life but I consider myself now in a better position I enjoy my freedom now I enjoy the way how I, I manage my business where I don't have like to be only in one job site all day long I can be doing feel like job sites visits plus I can have my lunch in the place that I want to be so my life now I believe it's much better than was in the beginning. I cannot complain about this season of my life. How about, are you ever able to take vacations? I do, but not during busy seasons. So what I do is during winter time, probably it won't happen this year, but, <laughs> <laughs> but usually during winter time, it's a slow season for us after holidays. 
so it's when I can take bigger breaks. But usually instead of having a big vacation in the year, I rather have feel like weeks through the year. So pretty much every three months, I take small breaks to refresh from work. Yeah, okay. So let's shift gears back to talking about Hurricane Harvey. You've had the business for many years now, and then a crazy storm like Harvey hits, and a bunch of houses are destroyed and ruined and are going to be renovated. So what have you noticed in terms of demand for flooring, for example, in your case, and maybe if you have any insight on renovations in general, since before Harvey and then now after Harvey to now? Okay, so the different situation here that happened is Harvey happened right before a busy season for us. Pretty much in September, we start getting busy already for the holiday season. People started thinking about renovations for Thanksgiving and Christmas. What are the normal busy seasons? Usually, like, after tax season, it's a time where people, they get their money back and they do a lot of renovations in their houses. And also, summer, it's always busy, but especially here in Texas, it's not as busy as in the north, where they don't do any job at all during winter because of the severity of the weather. Here in Texas, we still work. We don't work as much during winter time, but we still do. But before holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas is also one of like the biggest seasons for us. So what happened is we were starting getting busy for the holiday seasons and we had to stop pretty much for a month after Harvey because what happened here in Texas, in, in Houston, is we had to stay pretty much two weeks without going out because the water was still high. And then the pretty much the entire city was focused in helping the people that got affected. So at least in my case, and I believe in many other companies, we pretty much we took like a week off to be helping the affected people from our city. So myself, my business, we, we didn't work in the month of September because Harvey hits in the first week of September. So I really started working again in the last week of September. So... Now, like, we had, like, a month behind the busy season, and we had all these this jobs to be done. So, flooring itself, August and November wasn't, like, really, really busy. But, like, now, from now on, is when we're really going to see the demand spike completely, going, like, crazy. Because a lot of houses are getting ready to receive the flooring application. A lot of houses, they are doing like the cleaning. Then after they did like the drywall and painting. And now they are doing the granite countertops and about to receive the flooring. Flooring is always the last renovation to be done in a house. And you also mentioned that there's the impact of the timing of when people were getting their insurance checks and stuff from the storm. That has an impact on whether people are spending money, right? Yes, and we got to remember that pretty much only 20 to 30% of the people that got affected by the storm here in Houston had flood insurance. A lot of people, they had the liability that didn't include flooded. So now we're dealing with a lot of people 
they have to do a renovation in their house, but they, they don't have money. They are waiting on FEMA and they are counting on their savings. But we know that a lot of people, they don't have big savings in their saving accounts to do like a remodeling that big. So I believe this process will take even longer than any other tragedy like this because people, they don't have money right away to be spending to get like their house back together. Some of my speculation in the previous podcast that I was talking about, Harvey, was that you would have a surge in demand in renovations for people having to repair their homes, but then at the same time, you would have labor constraints on your side of the table of the demand being high, but you need people to be able to do the jobs. Have you been experiencing any constraints on that side in terms of meeting demand and having the labor to, to meet the demand? Yes, even not getting all like the business that we were expecting because it's delaying, we are already short in labor. We don't have enough carpet installers. We don't have enough tile installers. So pretty much, at least my company, we are not open for carpet nor tile until January. So we already cannot sell anything for the month of December because we don't have enough people to do the jobs that are being already sold. So it's going to be something that will impact in the price as well, because now we are doing way more jobs than before, and people want their house to be done right away. So now it's a game change in the flooring business or any renovation business, because Usually, the customer is the one who has the leverage to bargain the price. But now, everybody needs new flooring and we don't have so many installers, especially if you have reference and you being in business for a while, you can start like charging a little bit more and people are still going to pay for you to do the job without asking for discounts. And we got to remember, at least now, the people who had flood insurance they have the money in their hands. So they don't have to use their credit cards to pay for flooring. So they just need like their house back together because they are living in hotels. They are staying with friends. So people, they are really desperate to get like their houses together. So they are willing to pay a little bit more to get like a nice job done quick. Are you willing to share general, like on average prices before Harvey and now to today with the percentage change in some pricing? Of course, that is people. And I can hear from other contractors that they are doing like 25% higher than before. Myself, I don't see the need to raise that much. But in my case, what's happening, I'm pretty much doing 10% higher than before because I'm having to pay a little bit more for my guys because now we are working six to seven days a week and our days are being longer than before. So I'm trying to get all this demand. My guys are getting tired and how I get them excited to keep working as hard as they used to. 
it should be able to pay them a little bit more. So of course I'm making a little bit more money, but I'm also sharing like this extra money with the people that provide work for me as well. So I'm not charging that much money more than before, but the supplies are also increasing their prices. So before we used to have like a little leverage when we are buying pallets and containers. Now, because they don't have enough stock for everybody and their inventory, it's moving away faster. The turnover of their inventory getting away, it's being done away faster than regular time. They don't have to be giving discount for us. So if they have any stock, it's already good enough for us. We are willing to pay the price that they ask. Yeah, okay. So my final question is about what your expectations are for the future. Do you see a continued higher demand or this is just a short-term thing? And will there be any shifts in, in the renovation market in the long term? Like, What are your expectations? For what I heard from other places that had something like this, I had a few friends that they work during Katrina rebuilding in New Orleans and it will be a long process. Won't be like three months or four months that we'll be able to get Houston back together. Will be probably from one year to a year and a half time frame that they are expecting to get all these jobs done. And what happened in these situations for some of the business, this process will take even longer because there is a lot of people that come from other states to help rebuild Houston and a lot of contractors that wasn't ready to be an independent contractor. They see the opportunity and they go for the business and they end up screwing many, many houses. So after we have all these houses completely done, we start having a lot of repairs to do because many houses wasn't done in the proper way. So usually like takes like two years, three years until you get all these houses completely done that were affected by, by Harvey. So it will be a long season for us to do. And now is a time where people, they will have the opportunity to expand their business if they want because there is a lot of people that used to be working for builders and now they're going solo. So you're opening spaces for other companies to get like these contracts with these builders because new construction is still growing in Houston. So you have this shortage in labor because now they want to make more money working, getting the contract directly with final customer and you're leaving open spaces in these other areas where like you don't make much money at each job, but the volume and the long-term relationship that you're building with these people can turn your company from like a small, tiny little business to a medium to a big job, depending with the contract that you get with big builders. Yeah, all right. So if people in the Houston market want to find you for flooring, where do they find you? They can go to my website, www.topgunflooring.com, or they can call 832-540-9015.
All right, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Okay, thank you. All right. Catch us next time on another episode of the Post Money Fund podcast.